is chilling truth. And that's why I just tighten up my mother. I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Next time you see me. Shit's so low. Oh, there it goes. That's bad. We're clapping. Do we already clap? No, no, no. Let's do it right now. One, okay. two, three. Nice. Okay. So that'll prevent the same situation as last time from happening yeah. again. So how fucked um, up is this content this week, dude? Say that again. How how fucked up is is this uh is this topic? Well, you want the scale like one to ten or like. You want to do? I think one to ten is probably be the most like okay. one, easy for everyone to understand. One, one being, you know, uh, a registered sex offender because it's you know, you know, okay, yeah, it's on, it's on topic, pissing yeah. on a street. Ten, okay, yeah. Ten being Wesley Allen Dodd. It's a ten. Okay, I was gonna say Jean yeah. Bernay Ramsey, but yeah. Yeah, this one isn't I feel like as she's bad a good as that. Ten. Because there's not as much conspiracy surrounding this, but um, I'll say that there was various points in the research uh, that I had tears in my eyes because it was so difficult to read through this fucking maniac's journal because all of this was written in a journal, which we're going to get to in a second. Uh, But welcome to The Chilling Truth, everyone. Uh, I'm Corey. I'm looking at Johnny over here who doesn't have a shirt on, is bearing his very hairy chest at everyone. Hello. I feel uh, like David Hasselhoff. Like I've got the perfect amount of chest hair, dude. I like, and it's not on my back yet. My back is yeah. still good. Just face and chest, and I feel like I should be a lifeguard on a beach. Well, you could very no. All beaches are closed, so you can't be. I'm sorry. Well, that's the best kind of beach I'd be a lifeguard on. I don't want to work. I just want to hang out on the beach. So you want to be an actor who pretends to work on a beach? Yeah. He gets paid a lot of money. Yeah. Do you just want to be David Hasselhoff? Is that what I is? really just want to be like. David Hasselhoff, yes. Yeah, dude. I hear he gets a lot of trim. He's got a man. It's the Hoff. Yeah, dude. He is the Hoff. He has a nickname. Nick, dudes with nicknames fuck girls. Yeah. And it's not a nickname you came up with. Like, yo, he's no, just... they gave it to him. Yeah. And he. it is not that he has a nickname. They just... His name is already badass, so they just shortened it. Like, why give him another name if... Hasselhoff yeah. is just already the cool. Hoff. Yeah, it is cool. So yeah. let's move on. Put your boner away. Let's move on to this All guy because right. your boner will go away as soon as we start reading about this man. Yeah, yeah. So okay. th- this guy today, I mean, this dude is – he is a real piece of work. So we're talking about Wesley Allen Dodd. Uh, he was an American convicted serial killer and sex offender. In 1989, he sexually assaulted and murdered three young boys in Vancouver, Washington. He was arrested later that year after a failed attempt to abduct, abduct another child, a six-year-old boy, at a movie theater. So, and another in, another really interesting thing about Dodd is you can definitely, as we read through his journal, which I took out all the eyes and all the me's and all the bullshit, so that it reads more like a script because I didn't want to be saying all the shit that he did. And I spared you guys a lot of the really gruesome stuff, or not gruesome, I guess the more uh, infuriating would be a good word. Um, mind-boggling would be a good word. I took out all that stuff. Just because it, it was unnecessary in the script, I didn't think that anyone wanted to hear it. I didn't definitely didn't like reading it, so I didn't want to put that on you guys as well. So I took all that out. But in his journal, which I kept mostly together... You can very clearly see his escalation. He goes from this thing, and then he escalates a little more, and then a little more, and then a little more, and then he gets to fucking boy murder, which is, I think, top of the the escalation ladder would be murder. Of anyone, but yeah, I, I, young boys, young children, man, like helpless yeah, children. Yeah, dude. There's going to be various times throughout this episode where you're probably going to want to fucking rip your eardrums out and turn this up, this podcast off. And I totally support that. I mean, this is a difficult episode to get through. The research is difficult. I watched documentaries. I watched fucking Real Detective on the ID channel. They did an episode about him. Dude, this guy is fucking – he might be one of the worst people we've ever covered, to tell you the truth. As far so let's as, get into him. Yeah, the victims. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to – man, it's – 
it's bad. It's real bad. So Don wrote, like I said, he wrote detailed accounts of his murders in a diary, which was found by police, which where, which is where most of this research, most of this episode is coming from. So on Don's Wikipedia page, there isn't a whole lot of information, uh, and a lot of it is conflicting with his journal. I didn't want to read it word for word, like I said, but some of it will be read that way so that you can get the info, and a lot of it has to be read the way he wrote it so that you can just understand the the distancing, the car- compartmentalization he did, just all the fucking what he had. I don't know, man. I can't even put it in words. I'm just, I'm I'm not giddy. I'm nervous because I don't like talking about this guy, but I'm doing yeah. it because yeah, let's get this, this is what we with. did. And just so everybody yeah. knows, this is probably going to be a multi-parter because this is a lot of information. Oh, dude, yeah. The script right now, it's not even done. It's 24 pages. So yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. So after after pleading guilty to the charges of murder, he received the death penalty. And then after re- refusing an automatic appeal, he was he, his execution by hanging was on January 5th, 1993. It was the first legal hanging in the U.S. since 1965. So I guess he has that going for him. Was that requested? or so? What state, yeah, yeah, he what requested. What state was it in? Uh, Washington. Oh, that's right. And so he did request the hanging, and they granted that. Yeah, yeah. He said he wanted to be hung because we'll get into why uh, probably on the second or third part. However, in many well, of this ends up being... Well, it's very theatrical. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah. He was a theatrical guy. Yeah. Not like us. He was no born performer, but, you know. <laughs> right. So he was born in Richland, Washington. Uh, he was the oldest of three children born to Jim and Carol Dodd. He claims he was never abused or neglected as a child, but the words, I love you, were never said to him, nor could he remember ever saying them. Which, I mean, is sad. I mean, you got to tell your kid you love him. I mean, from your studies on behavior, I mean, if you didn't know what this guy went on to do, I mean, what would not ever telling your kid I love you psychologically, what would that what would that do to a, to a child? Would it turn them into a murderer or just like a wall of stone as an adult? Well, I mean, there's so many factors that go into childhood development, but I, I, I've always been a firm believer that uh, nature and nurture go hand in hand. It's not one or the other. Right. And, and if yeah, you're not nurtured, at six months, a, a small child at six months old is already starting to develop uh, attachment. So if you abandon your six-month-old baby, they're at a level of development where it can, it can already be detrimental to them. I know really? I know foster parents that have uh, children in their home that were uh, severely abused at like within a year old, and Jesus Christ. as as grade school children, they are dealing with a lot. Like it, it it's crazy how young a, a, a human being can be uh, and, and be affected by uh, adult <clears throat> behavior around them for sure. So the, well, the first six months is like. The most important, right? Like the first, is it the first Well, six I mean, there's the a lot of reasons. I, I would say the first like five years are pretty crucial before you go into school. Because well, yeah, but I mean, everything a child knows is 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 a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're at home 24 hours a day. They're they're around adult supervision, uh, ideally one or both parents. But if they don't have that foundation. Yeah, it, it starts at a young age. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that the first six months are the most crucial. There's a lot of important things that a mother you know, and or a father should do for the kid for the first six months. It's a helpless human being that needs to be nurtured in every possible way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. because you're nurturing, you're creating a, a, a type of nature, a type of environment that caters to a positive development in this kid. And he didn't have that. So what you're saying is your neighbor's kids are fucked. This guy fucking yells at his kids constantly. I they just moved in. They've been there a week. I told you. I'm I'm already fed up with it. I don't hear any like physical uh, abuse or or wall pounding. It's just it's a lot of shouting, like just yelling at the kids constantly. And these are small kids. Like n- not a single one is over like five or six years of age. So it, yeah, it, it, you have you have hostile environments like that that. Uh, it, it, it just creates – it's just a recipe for disaster when these kids are – that's their foundation. And then they go into to grade school and to social interactions with other perspectives, and it just – it's a fuck fest. It just doesn't make any sense to them, and they really do struggle to fit in, to blend in, to, to you know, whatever. But being in a hostile environment in a lot of ways is similar to being in an environment where it's not hostile, but – there is no involvement from 
the, the parent. Yeah, neglect would do yeah. serious damage as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of factors, and I, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint them. But I can definitely discuss how important, yeah, the first few years of life are, are, are extremely important. And, and uh, the adult's position is, is everything. Right. So the, he's, he was not going to be, you know, on this fucking car driving by. It was a loud-ass motor. All right. So what you're saying is he was going to have some issues. Uh, the odds were against him. I'm not saying it's guaranteed. Right. It's never guaranteed. I've seen some people come out of the gutter, and they're great human beings. You know, uh, I, I don't have some of the hardships that a lot of my peers have or people that I know have. But you know, growing up in the in, in the trailer park, sandwiched in between a junkyard, a cemetery, and a train track, you know, I, we, we like grew up with no time, money. Honestly, but yeah. it, it, it it's not guaranteed. You're able to like. Find, you know, like discover purpose and ambition and shit like that. And, and although my parents were broke, they were always super supportive. So we didn't have anything, but our attitudes were supported. <coughs> and no matter how crazy my antics were, my parents were always, you know, they always had my back. And when you're a child, you need the adults around you to have your back. Yeah, you need that scaffolding. Right. You got to pick, your, pick yourself up by bootstraps. You fucking get out there and do it. Right, yeah. So that, that logic is fucking ignorant. Um, and I know that you know that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just... No, yeah, that was, uh, that was hear, satire. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, and I've said it before when we talk about these uh, seriously disturbed human beings that commit these ridiculous acts and, and just create so much heartbreak uh, and just evil in a community... But I can't help but try to, like, to, to, I find myself thinking about their childhood, their development, what oh, they yeah, came it's, from, it's, what, what, it's what made them tick that. that way. Yeah, it's not, I don't just lock the door, throw away the key, he's fucking bad, like, that's it. It's like, no, like, it, it really would, it, it, society benefits when people take the time to understand why these people are doing this because pre preventative maintenance is my whole deal. And that's why my life is as chaotic as it seems to other people. It, I, I make sense of everything in it and everything has enough purpose to it to where it, it, it just it, like a kid, they go through phases where why, why, why they want to know things. They mm -hmm. ask you questions to the point where adults are like, Oh my God, just shut the fuck up. Go play, go do this. Turn on your iPad. If you just simply age-appropriately explain things to your kids or to any child who asks any adult a question about anything in life, you're doing more good than you think you are. Like, the dumbest exactly. fucking explanation is so beneficial to that kid because they're either going to continue that behavior because you just said don't do it, and we all know if you tell someone, myself included, you tell me not to do something, I'm going to want to do it. So you're and a I, child is what you're saying. And I think we all are innately. We want to know why. We want to make sense of the world around us. So That's why we do this show, because we want to make sense of these types of people. Yeah, and, and well, and the thing is, like, you're not always going to make sense of it. I mean, if, it were, if some of these behaviors were to make sense to you, you should be concerned with your own behavior. Oh, but, yeah, 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 definitely. But it, it's, you can agree it's with nice anything. to study. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. You know, I, yeah, yeah. Do in fifth grade, I probably mentioned it on here before, but fifth grade, I read my first true crime book. It was, uh, it was about Henry Lee Lucas, and we all know we. I mean, I think we covered him at one point, but no, we've talked about him plenty of times. I haven't covered his crazy ass yet. Yeah, we should do that because he like, that was like the first He's true crime wrong. book I ever read, and as a yeah man, as a fifth grader reading what this guy did, like at that age, I was already like at a point where I wanted to understand why he saw, like, I knew that it was wrong, but how did you get to that point at a young age? I was already yeah, trying yeah, to figure yeah. that out. And that, I mean, that's why I like special education so much because I just, I, I don't just see a student who can't learn something. I, I see that they learn differently and I want to figure out how they learn, how I can teach so that they can learn. And it's the same thing when we cover these crazy fucking serial killers it's like dude i want to know where you come from i want to i want to know yeah. like how you were made well let's continue on with this childhood then yeah 
So, uh, a side note real quick, Wesley's brother, Gregory, was arrested in 2016 for the attempted sexual abuse of a 13-year-old girl, so maybe it runs in the family. Well, you know, it's... It, home life, yeah. If, if, if one child is... Even if there's favorites, but if you've got a home life that is just so dysfunctional, it's, it's going to affect every small kid in the house. Yeah, exactly. So even though Dodd claimed he was never abused or neglected, the Seattle Times reported that Wesley Dodd described in a diary written during his imprisonment that his father was emotionally and physically abusive, that he was often neglected in favor of his younger siblings, and that he witnessed violent fights between his parents. But he's already in prison, so, I mean, you can't really. I mean, take it with a grain of salt. Right. So at school, he was not welcome into any social groups, uh, leaving him with no friends. And by the age of nine, he had discovered that he was sexually attracted to other boys, which is totally fine. If he would have stopped there, he would have been a normal guy, normal, regular old Wesley Allen Dodd, just out there sucking penises, which is totally fine with us. With us in 2020, he lived in a time where you couldn't tell anybody you were gay. So not only Especially are you at having nine feelings, years old. but now you have feelings that society frowns upon. And now you're battling with yeah. that. You, you, you're hiding your identity. I don't look. I'm not gay, but I know me, and I know that if I was anything, and I tried to pretend or fake that, it would drive me insane. Oh yeah, it would eat you alive. It would eat you from the inside. So I, yeah. I, I can't. That's one thing that I've always admired by anybody that comes out as different, because it's like, dude, like I don't. I understand why you felt like you needed to do that. Like, don't fucking bullshit yourself, especially. Like, fuck what everybody thinks. Don't lie to yourself. Because exactly. if you're lying to yourself, you're lying to anybody. You'll, you, then you, you, like your reality is warped. Like, it can create a lot of a lot of sadness and just a lot of bum moments because because you're gay and you can't let anybody know you're gay, man. So if you're gay, oh, dude, sure if you're listening to rough. this and you're gay and no one knows you're gay yet. You can come out to us, and we'll totally support you. Dude, and, no, you tell them you're gay. And if they don't like that you're gay, you don't fuck with them no more. It's just that right. simple. So now we're going to get into Dodd's first instance of, I guess, it's childhood curiosity, but knowing what happens in his future, this is just a mere ingredient into his pedophilic murderous soup. So on the weekend of his ninth birthday, his brothers and sisters were in the hospital having their tonsils removed. Uh, he stopped at his cousin Johnny's, which is his dad's brother's kid. So... Uh, John also had a cousin from his mother's side of the family. Dodd thinks his name was Mike. So John was a month older than Dodd, and Mike about a month younger. The three of them were in Johnny's room getting ready to go swimming in a one-foot-deep pool he had. Johnny and Mike wanted Dodd to watch something, so they both pulled down their swim trunks, then touched their penises together. Dodd says he doesn't remember what was said, but he ended up doing it with Johnny. So, like I said, I mean, this is just childhood curiosity. I mean, that's perfectly normal behavior. Yeah, kids touching penises, comparing penises. But what happens when he gets older, looking back, it just, it adds to the fucked up shit that he goes on to do. I think he just, I, I'm not saying that all little boys should touch penises, uh, but... No, no, no. But I would say that, I don't know, I, it, it'd be crazy to think that this isn't a common thing. Like, kids are always looking at each other's privates. Well, I mean, it's also... Out. Kids have privates, I think. So It's it, very it's innocent. How, they don't know that it's sexual. But, right, but I think with his case, it, it, I mean, it's <clears> fucked <throat> up. And, and, and I'm not trying to justify touching penises. It sounds like I am now. But I'm really... You just, can touch your penis. If, you, if people want to touch penises, I'm well, fine with let's that. Fast, let's fast forward a couple sentences so that I can, you know, have people caught up with what I'm really talking about. But it's... The resiliency that he lacked, and it's because there was oh, there yeah. was a lack of foundation, lack of scaffolding. So resiliency wasn't his strong suit. So the smallest traumatic experience can snowball into some serious shit. I'm not saying that's what this happened. I'm just saying, and it that. definitely did. Yeah. yeah, it definitely snowballed pretty fucking big. Right. So uh, on July third, nineteen seventy six, Dodd's fifteenth birthday. We're fast forwarding quite a bit here. Uh, his father attempted suicide after a particularly brutal fight with his wife. So, I mean, I'm sure that just traumatized him even more. It doesn't make for a great birthday. Well, Unless, of course, it... that's what he wished for, which in that case, you know, great birthday. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't say... He already feels like he doesn't really matter. I would say that he doesn't feel like an important... Um... 
sprocket in this in this family. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. To gear. But but for your father who is attempting suicide, obviously the nut doesn't fall too far from the tree. Mm-hmm. So he's dealing with a lot of that. He's he, he, I mean he's being raised by someone who his father has probably had suicide suicidal thoughts for a, a, a decent period of time before attempting. I mean, that's typically yeah, how Yeah, I don't think you just wake up and you're like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. So, but the fact that it happened on his birthday, just, I think, if anything, it only, like, really just drilled the hammer, like, just drove the nail in, just, like, my birthday is not even... Uh, it's it's not well, even. Well, Dad, thanks for ruining my birthday by trying to kill well, yourself. Thing, I the, wanted a fucking Xbox. He was fifteen. By the time you're fifteen yeah. and you've got a, you're living in this kind of fucking home. For lack of better words, home. I wouldn't even call it a home. But it, on your birthday, it, yeah, it, it just it you it only confirms that you don't mean anything. Your your even your birthday isn't uh, significant to anyone in that house. Well, if your father's like, that's just another day. Well, if you believe Dodd and you believe that his claim on he was neglected and abused and he was, you know, his his other siblings were favored over him, I doubt they really even acknowledge that it was his birthday. Uh, yeah, no. They probably could give a fuck. From the, the picture that we painted so far, I, I doubt there was a single <coughs> happy birthday on this kid's Yeah, I mean, they never said I love you. Why would they say happy birthday to the poor kid? Right, right. So I'm going to read an excerpt from his journal uh, word for word. So there's a lot of, like, weird not adding in these and A's and shit like that. So uh, about this time in his life, Dodd said, in March or April, I remember seeing a picture, no details actually showing in National Geographic. There were several naked men. I snuck, quote unquote, five or six peaks at the picture over three or four days. My parents split up. I knew it was coming and was relieved. It was about this time my deviant behavior began. Uh, and as you'll see, things started out as flashing and progressively got worse uh, until he tried to get a boy to go into an empty building with him three days before uh, the little boy's eighth birthday. So uh, he hoped he would allow him to molest him. Uh, and I'm not going to read this part. This was before I started taking a bunch of shit out of the script. I'm not going to read this. Uh, but he was prepared to rape this, this child. Uh, and this was 15. I mean, that's... That's, I mean, there's, I don't think there's an age where rape is, you know, you're like, I'm going to do this, but I feel like 15 is awfully young to start trying to rape children. It is, but he's, he's a 15-year-old hormonal teenager with a fucked-up childhood, dude. He doesn't know how to self-regulate or to uh, understand whether or not his, his thoughts or his actions are appropriate or inappropriate. And he's secretly gay, so you can only assume he's the only gay person that he even knows. Right. back. Then, I mean, there's so many boomers these days that are like, there weren't any gays when we were younger. It's, it's like, what do you mean? Like, like, gays yeah, because they were scared up? to say anything because you would fucking kill them. Yeah, no, they, yeah, you, you bullied gays, so there weren't any openly gay people in your community, old man. Like, that's... Yeah, we didn't always, we didn't always know about Mount Everest, but I guarantee it was always fucking <laughs> No, there. Mount Everest wasn't there <laughs> until someone laid their eyes on it, man. <laughs> that's when it popped up. Yeah, uh, yeah. There wasn't no Mount Everest in the fucking 1800s, dude. <laughs> Fuck out of here. But, uh, Sherpas. There, there were no Sherpas. There, Sherpas showed up when Mount Everest showed up, man. <laughs> we're going on about this Mount Everest thing. Yeah, I know. So the way that Dodd would do his flashing, uh, he had it worked out, uh, and, the, and I'm going to tell you how he would go about it, and the way he would do it is he said it was, quote, simple. So he said this. He said, it's quite simple. The junior high I went to was three blocks from home and let out 15 minutes before the grade school one block from home. Mom and dad both worked. My brother and sister got home about 10 to 15 minutes after the grade school kids walked by our house. So at home alone, I'd yell, hey, as younger kids, mostly 8 to 10-year-olds walked by. They'd look up and see me exposing myself from an upstairs bedroom window. This happened eight or nine times over about a three-month period. I flashed just one boy or groups of up to five or six kids, if most in the group were boys. Uh, I say, uh, he says he never flashed girls, only when it was a group of good-looking boys between seven and ten years old. So if it was like a mixed, a mixed group, he would, he would go for it. 
Uh, but one day Dodd flashed a single boy, and he just started. He just stared as he slowly walked by. Uh, he claimed he thought he liked it, so Dodd thought the little boy liked it. But it turns out he did not. So that night, a cop told Dodd's mom and dad someone exposed themselves to a boy from this house. Uh, mom and dad wondered if it might be one of his friends, but that stopped the flashing. And school was almost over anyway, so I mean, he figured there was no more kids walking by, so I guess it was good timing for him. Yeah, yeah, easy to just... Kids are out, I don't have to deal with it. Maybe he'll outgrow it over the summer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Fucking that. So then he decided to take his flashing on the road. Uh, so his reasoning for this was that way, or he said, quote, that way, if they told, they wouldn't know where I lived. I mean, it's not the worst logic that I've ever heard. Yeah, no, he learned something when that cop showed up. Yeah. So around his 15th birthday, around the same, we're in the same time frame here, uh, as he'd done three or four times already, uh, he would find a good boy or group of boys, as he said, uh, then right around the block. Dodd says... <sighs> I don't yeah. even want to read this shit, dude. I don't want to read it. I oh, know. This motherfucker, he'd pull his cock out and balls... He'd just pull his balls through his fly. I don't want to quote this motherfucker. He'd pull his cock and balls through his fly and then hide them pulling down his t-shirt. So when he'd return to the boys, he'd pull up the shirt and say, Hey! And expose himself. This happened eight or nine fucking times, dude. Yeah. So on one occasion, there was three. there were three nine-year-olds and one four-year-old. A couple of the older ones yelled, do it again, as he passed them. So he went back and stopped and said, I'll do it again if you do it first. You know, we all know that game. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. So right there on the sidewalk, the four-year-old pulled down the front of his pants. He only exposed his groin, but wouldn't do it again. They all said, now you again. So it was just a back and forth between young boys looking at each other's dicks. And it no, might have no, been no. just this a is weird... a fifteen-year-old and a four-year-old. Yeah, yeah, No, you're very right. Okay, so I forget how old he is. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting he's fifteen. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's just a teenage boy trading dick peaks with four-year-old kids. So yeah, yeah it's pretty keep, fucked up. Just get him. So he took them into into their yard uh, behind some shrubs, pulled down the front of their shorts. Front, uh, pull, they pulled down the front of his shorts, right? Or he did. So he took he him back into the yard. He pulled down the front of his own shorts. Yeah, so he pulled his own shorts down. So then he asked if anyone wanted to fucking touch it. Well, the four-year-old oh, did and said, yep, it's real. Like, this motherfucker. This four-year-old's like not, four not gay. He just, he hadn't seen too many other penises other than his own. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, I mean, the four-year-old is not to blame. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 who am I to say the four-year-old's not gay? Whatever. I mean, I don't know if you're born gay, if you decide you're gay. I don't know anything about that. Let's not get into the political yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of gay and not But gay. anyway, so they all laughed, and the four-year-old and two of the nine-year-olds agreed to meet him <laughs> at a vacant field nearby that, e- that evening so they could do it again and show them some tricks. Which is always the reaction I want when someone touches my penis is for them to just fucking laugh in my face about it. <laughs> Especially with a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, just laughing at you. Yeah, so it's pretty safe to say his deviancy was just escalating from there. So he oh, went yeah. from flashing kids walking by his house to going on trips and flashing them and on to trying to get them to touch his shit and finally getting them to actually touch it. And then he needed to escalate to well, he needed then he needed to escalate to just that. Just flashing wasn't good enough anymore. So you can really see Dodd isn't going to stop anytime soon. Uh, so at that yeah, point, yeah, I mean, been, well, I mean, he's he's getting more or less, for lack of a better word, he's getting what he wants. Oh, I he's mean, very satisfied at this mind, point. He's satisfied. Why would but, I stop? But the uh, he, I feel like he thinks that the 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 steps up in escalation are small steps to him. But they're not, though. They're not small. The first they're step big. was too large. Absolutely. So, yeah. so at this point, he'd, he, he'd be touched by a four-year-old, and now that's all he wants. He wants more touching action. So on September 26th, I'll let you read what he wrote. This yeah, is yeah. 1989. So, yeah, so very long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so his problem was, was, wasn't getting a kid to actually touch him and not scare them off, is what he said. So... Uh, I can only assume most child molesters have this very, this very same issue. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I put it like so. On September twenty sixth, he wrote because I didn't put any quotes with what he wrote. So oh. this is pretty. Well, I mean, this is more or less what he said. Like I said, I had to go through and take out 
and write it to where it read like a script instead of reading like a journal, which is difficult because it's a fucking lot of pages and it's a lot of horrible shit to read through. Right. So some of it might have got left in there, so that's why this little mistake was, was in there. So uh, the answer came quickly for him to find a child to touch him without being scared off. He found a group of six kids, three boys, three girls, in a school playground, and he wanted to be touched very badly, he wrote. So that uh, that... That want took out worries of the location, numbers, or whether they were boys or not. So basically he was just like, I need somebody to touch my dick. I don't care where it's at. I don't care who it is. I just need him to do it. So he asked them if they wanted to play a game, which you always say no to unless you're going to a place to specifically play a game. So they said they did. Uh, and then he had them line. He said, line up your backs to me and I'll put something in your hand and you have to guess what it is without looking. He gave him a rock. He gave him a pen. And then he said, quote, I'll have to hold the next one so it doesn't get broke. He reminded them not to look and let each one wrap their hands around his cock for two or three seconds. And they're all eight to nine years old. This kid is 15 at this yeah, point. Yeah, just feeding his dick to the hands of fucking eight, nine-year-olds, dude. Yeah, it just makes me sick to my fucking stomach, dude. Yeah, it's, it's probably the only 15-year-old I've, I've wanted to, like, beat the fuck out of, yeah. Oh, no, I want to beat the not, shit not, out of this guy you know, it, 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 Not even that. Like, it, it, like I said before, I, I, I really want to find his dad and beat the fuck out of him. Oh, just beat him to fucking death. And then I want to beat, I, I want to find his dad and beat the fuck out of him. And then I want to go into the afterlife and find his dad. And you know what I'm going to do to him? I'm going to beat the fuck out of him. I'm going to shake his hand. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> well, for thanking, I'm going to thank him for giving me these guys to beat the fuck out of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But, then I, but, but after I shake his hand, I'm going to beat the fuck out of him. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to shake his hand, but I'm going to do that thing where I pull him in and then I punch him with my other hand. The, the Trump shake where you pull him in real vigorously. You pull him in and then you punch him. Say rigorously, yeah. Yeah, so that you don't let go, so he can't let go first, and you look like a bitch. Right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, you got, we got it. We're on the same page here. Uh, so none of them knew what it was uh, when asked, but one boy said he might know, but he'd try again anyway. They each tried again, but still didn't know. He pointed to his now covered parts and said, "This." The one boy said, "Yeah, he knew. I knew it." He asked, and which is don't say that answer. You didn't know because you didn't say it. I'm sorry. I don't like the game, but you don't get to pretend that you knew the answer when you did. Now that you know the answer, so he asked, and the one said he'd go to a more private area and do it again if someone else went, even if they didn't play again. But unfortunately for Dodd, no one agreed. Yeah, his friends were out. Like fuck you, dude. We don't want to touch his penis again, bro. <laughs> dude, I already know what it is now. I don't want to touch your fucking cock yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's not a mystery anymore, man. It's your penis. There's no fun in the game. Yeah. Jesus. So a couple weeks later, he hadn't found any more boys that he could approach, so he settled on three girls. Uh, he went up to them. One, about six or seven, uh, had a shirt on the ground. All were on some swings, and he asked the topless one, are you a boy or a girl? She said she was a girl. The other two were eight or nine, and one said, uh, I just, I, one said, quote, he just wants to see your key call. Which I've never heard that word before. No, but before. that tells you, like, the kids are talking about it, so he's known as the teenager that wants to see privates and, like, show his penis. To see to the key call, which is a strange name for, uh, I'm assuming, a vagina. It is, but it's age-appropriate. These are small children. They say key call. They don't say dick and puss. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that this 15-year-old is known around the playground by these smaller children as the guy that wants it's to fucked. see key yeah. calls, yeah. You got some fucking issues, kid. He needs a slap across the fucking head is what Dude, he needs. It's crazy. Yeah. So then upon then upon being asked, they played the same guessing game as the previous kids. Uh, they said yes when he asked if they wanted to see, quote, it. And he said, quote, he w I will if one of you will. All three girls agreed the youngest one would drop her pants, which I guess she drew the fucking short straw on that one. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, so, so she started to run. He chased her and caught her. She fell to the ground on her back, and he got down on his knees, straddling her legs, and started unsnapping her pants. She started crying, so he let her go. So this is a very, very clear sign of escalation. He's moved on to actual assault. Yeah, that was an intense moment, for sure. Yeah, Huge I mean, change. just reading it, you could feel the intensity of it. Yeah, no, that's so, the beginning of the end for this dude. Yeah, so I mean, this shows his deviance. He knows no bounds. He's just going to keep escalating. He doesn't. He just doesn't know that he wants to kill somebody yet. 
that's the only thing stopping him from doing it at this point. But I say he has no bounds because he was primarily interested in young boys. That's his age. I can't remember the fucking words for it, but that's his, like, age preference. Yeah, yeah, it is strange that these, it was a group of girls this time because, like you said, he wasn't really interested in exposing himself to girls, much much less having girls uh, touch his penis, you know, so it's weird. So he, I mean, yeah, he just wanted someone to touch it, and and knowing, and knowing you're gay at a young age, it, it, it's hard to think that he was interested. I mean, of course, you know, I, I get it that you might be sexually uh, attracted to men and women, which is fucking cool. Get it? Got it? Yeah, totally fine. Right on. But it didn't. He, up until then, he had shown no signs of having any interest towards females. So that is, yeah, yeah, this is like a. And then the fact that he like took control. For a brief second. Oh, it's scary. Or I guess lost control, in a sense. <coughs> yeah, it's very scary shit. So, yeah. And the manipulation to tell them as a, it's a game is also a very common way that people abuse children uh, when it comes to people like Don. Mm-hmm. And the next part, I mean, is just, it's just truly sad. So a school janitor must have seen all this, including the game. Uh, he asked Dodd if he wanted to come inside for a while and help him. Uh, Dodd did not go inside. Uh, and he thought he was going to call the police, and then he learned a few months later that the janitor there was fired for raping a seven-year-old girl and an eight-year-old boy. And that's only going to tell a fucked-up kid that, oh, this behavior's normal. This is cool. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, you can't throw a fucking rock, man. No, there's there's adults like me. There's adults yeah, like me, Yeah, you can't so throw a fucking rock without this. hitting one. But that's, I mean, we've seen that with the invention of the internet, you know? I mean, just like, you know, people thought there weren't any gays in existence. People feel like there's more uh, child abuse, uh, rape, and all that nowadays. When no, it's it's just that it's just exposed. More people are okay with being that way because with the internet now that like before the internet, if you were a fucked up individual, I've talked about this on the show. But if you were a fucked up individual, you kept it to yourself. You hid from the community because they would shun you, burn you at the stake, whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah. 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 But because of the the birth of the internet. Now those fucked up deviants can find a support group. And now there's more people like them they can fucking hang out with in a chat room and they talk about what they want to do to small children. It's it's god awful. I agree with you there. But let's not totally bash the internet because there's plenty of great things on the internet. I'm not bashing the internet. I'm just saying what the internet has definitely been beneficial to everybody, including sexual predators. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Very much so. Uh, so we mentioned Dodd not caring about the gender at this point, and he goes on to explain this for us and also goes on to show uh, he is escalating once again. Uh, like like I said, at this point, it didn't matter if he had boys or girls. He didn't know what you could do with either of them except get them to touch him. So he is completely lacking all sexual knowledge as far as like actual intercourse and different types of sexual activities go. He yeah, just but, but knows point, that he likes handsy, yeah. He likes when somebody touches his penis. Mm-hmm. That's what he likes. So then one day, some cousins were over, among them, nine-year-old Cindy. So he played the guessing game with her. She knew what it was, but agreed to go into, the, into a closet with him for another guessing game. In the closet, he had her hold his dick for a few seconds, then had her pull on it as hard as she could. Uh, he had her feel his balls as well. And then he had an idea. He could touch a kid instead of just them touching him. And in his journal, uh, yeah, this was ended with an exclamation mark in his journal, not just a period. He was very excited about this. So he was happy when she agreed to pull her pants down as long as he left the closet door closed so he couldn't see her. And Dodd goes on to do this again with the same girl, only this time he did it with an audience. But he did get somewhat of a bad surprise. So a few days later... Uh, They were at Cindy's house. Cindy told her sister, who was 10, and her 8-year-old brother, Mike, what they'd done before. And they didn't believe her. So he said, quote, let's do it again. Cindy said, where? And he told Cindy, right here, so we could show them they'll believe us. She pulled down her pants. He said, lay on the bed. She did. Pants around her ankles. Legs bent at the knees over the end of the bed. And then he helped her spread her legs. I hate reading this fucking shit, dude. It's because it's a child. Yeah, it's, it's pretty just so rough. uncomfortable. It's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, you, we really don't have to cover like the, the, the undressing details. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, I didn't, like I said, I, had, I didn't get to go through every fucking thing. No, that's okay. So, so yeah, basically, this was his... she's on the bed. 
agreeing to this, and they're just kind of checking her out, taking a closer look at the yeah, at anatomy yeah. of a young girl. So, I'm going to leave this next part out. I didn't take it out, but I'm not going to read it because it's just – that's the bad surprise. I'm sorry you guys aren't going to find out yeah, about yeah, it. I, it's gross. Yeah, just, I'm sitting here reading it, and it's fucking – it's fucked. It's dude. unnecessary. But yeah. It just doesn't need to be read. And for those of you that are fucking pissed off because we're not saying it, but we're saying how fucked up it is, shut the fuck up. We're doing you a favor. You're welcome. Yeah, honestly, if you seriously, I'm, I, if you want to read it, go look it yeah, up. Yeah, dude, it's over. It's public it record. Badly. Go Google that shit. Yeah, and you it's can out read there. all the fucked up shit that he wrote about all the fucked up shit that he saw. So it's just, man, it's not worth it, though. I'm telling you. So Cindy then helped him talk Mike into trying this as well. So this, the first time at age 14, he put a penis in his mouth, and he just blew it right back up. And then later, alone with Mike, he put a hand down the front of his pants as he leaned over his shoulder from behind. Uh, he wanted to know what it felt like. He he made him stop or he'd tell, so he stopped. Hold on, there's yeah. like a fucking U-Haul. Or as he leaned over up. his shoulder, like, this is a, a, a large teenager just towering over a small boy from behind and just reaching down his pants. Yeah, like if dude, you can it's... if you can visualize that, you're like it's it's so fucked up. It's not a good vision to see because he's 15, 16 at this point, or he's fourteen at this point. So he's and this is an eight year old boy. I mean, dude, your son God, is dude, six it's... years from being this age. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Five or six it's years. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's incredibly. It's... Yeah, it's so fucked. It's so fucked, dude. Like, I'm not a father. <laughs> it, only, like, it only gets more fucked up as we go on. I know. Right, let's so, cut it. Let's fucking cut it, dude. I don't want to do this. <laughs> we're, too, we're in too deep now. we got to do it now. Oh we're 41 God. minutes in. We're going to do hour episodes on these because there's just so much information. All right. So, Don stopped for a little while, but with basically any serial child abuser, abuser they cannot stop. So eventually he started back up again because he became a babysitter. God damn. And I mean, that honestly had to be like a dream come true for him. Getting paid to abuse, abuse children. Dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, it oh just, my, like, it's like every bad situation happens. Uh, he's, he started again because he was asked to babysit, get this, a six-year-old boy, a three-year-old girl, and a one-year-old boy. We all know how this is go. Can we, can, can we skip a few pages? Don't worry, I didn't leave any of it in here. I took it all okay, out. Okay, good. It was a lot of shit. I took it all out. Because you so know he worry. was, you know he was fucking salivating over that one year old boy, dude. Dude, yeah, he had a he had a week to write down what he planned to do to them. He claimed he'd get away with it because he would do it around midnight while they slept. And again, what he did to these kids is will make it'll turn your fucking stomach, dude. Like he doesn't kill them, but it's it's not necessary to read. I'm not gonna go too into it. I have a son. We have listeners with children. Johnny works with children. I mean, honestly, it's gratuitous to go into detail of what he did to these three, four children. So if you want to scar yourself like we did, go read it yourself. I'm not going to fucking read it for you. I'm sorry if that upsets anybody out there. It's just not. I don't, it's just, there's, no, there's no reason for it. There's yeah, no it's not really. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, yeah, it doesn't change the, the, the story. I read you a little sharing. bit of it when we were on the phone the other day. You know what it says. Oh, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. I'm not even going to read the next part. I left a lot of shit in here, and then now that I'm looking at it and I have to say it out loud into a microphone, I don't want to read it now. <laughs> so I'm not going to read it. To sum it up, he, from this point, he, this incident with, with, as, as the babysitter gig escalated, it gave him courage to go looking for boys to, to, um, to target, to, to uh, commit. To uh, fillet. To, to, yeah, fellatio. You know, to, he was ready to, he was he was ready to fucking escalate and and start you know performing shit with young boys, dude. Yeah, he was he was raring to go there. I had to take one of my AirPods out because it was dying. Uh, so now he had he had escalated once again. He was preying on or hunting for boys who would pull down their pants when told without a fight. He told himself force would not be used, uh, and he figured if he didn't make. If he didn't make them do it, they wouldn't tell. Right. Um, and even if they did tell, it's their choice. Like, how much trouble is he going to get into if they decide to pull their pants down? Right. 
or do whatever the fuck he wanted them to do. So we're gonna we're gonna fast forward a little bit. Uh, so now Dodd is feeling very powerful. He has been molesting kids since he was thirteen. He's been somewhat caught with the cops coming to the house, so there was no real consequences. So he decided to very carefully start planning the details of what he wanted to do. So in this part, so uh, with, without any explanation in the journal, his chapter-by-chapter chapter account abruptly ends with only a chapter 6 heading. Dogs are barking downstairs. Uh, I, if they would shut the fuck up. Where are you at? Hmm? I'm reading this little interestingly with no explanation because it goes into... Uh, he checked out the same area, and I gotta read the part where he talks about the Douglas Park that he found. So, however, attached to it was a quote death log of his actions and intended actions as they related to the Near Brothers, Billy and Cole, with entries beginning on Saturday evening, September second, nineteen eighty-nine, two days before the Near Brothers murders, and continuing continuing until Tuesday, September twelfth, nineteen eighty-nine. Also, extensive plans were located in Dodd's briefcase for carrying out, quote, Incident 2 and Incident 3, with yet another detailed log of the atrocities he carried out on four-year-old victim Lee Joseph Eisel. Uh, and, uh, following Lee's abduction from a Portland, Oregon uh, school playground, interestingly, uh, and depicting his careful planning and premeditation, the September 2nd entry starts off with a hand-drawn map of David Douglas Park and the surrounding area. So now that's where we're at. So we're going to start talking about him actually looking for a child to murder. So Sunday, September 3rd, 1989, about 1040 to 11 a.m., he checked out this David Douglas Park. And he says he intends to spend up to five hours that afternoon to, quote, obtain what he wants. Five hours, dude. That's a long fucking time to just be sitting in the park looking for kids. Dude, you have to really want something. I'm a healthy, five I, dude. Hours. I'm a healthy thirty-four-year-old who is pretty sexually active, and uh, I, I I love. Uh, well, I mean, I got a girl now, and I love I love seeing her naked constantly. Uh, but five hours is just too much for five hours. <laughs> yeah, dude, I won't even fucking fuck? drive somewhere five hours to I do mean, something. I, I get it. Maybe a 15, 16 year old teenager, I guess it's a little different, but I feel like I'm way more active now. I mean, look at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I had less patience back then though. Oh, for sure. Dude, five hours. Get the fuck out of here, dude. This kid was determined to just like he couldn't get these fucked up thoughts out of his head. That's what it comes down to. Like he, no, he five hours went by quick. He's raging in his own head. Oh yeah. And no, in no way is that us feeling sympathy for this fucking asshole. But I'm just saying he had some, for lack of better words, demons in his fucking head that were fucking him up. Right. So he waited. He was in this area. He planned to stay there for five hours. Depending on circumstances, he said he will. R and M at site or may K from there R at home and again depending on circumstances will either M at home or take to another location and possibly R again again before M uh, if he can get it. Note how he refers to the victim as it, an object, not a person, which is very telling. Uh, if he could get it home, he says he'll have more time for various types of R rather than just one quickie before M, which is I don't know why the word quickie in this context is ugh, it makes my fucking skin crawl. So if you don't, if you didn't pick up on it, R is rape, K is kidnap, M is murder, and I mean he's just so fucking sneaky, dude. Who's gonna pick up on that when they're reading this shit? Yeah, but that's and that should also tell you that it, it, although he was a young kid um, with you know zero direction <coughs> or foundation, again, uh, he knew what he was doing was wrong. Oh, absolutely. He, he very much knew what he was doing was wrong. That's I mean that goes back to him trying to find kids to touch where they weren't going to tell on him. He knows what he's doing is fucked, and he's yeah. not supposed to be doing it. He just doesn't give a shit. Well, he was never. I, I, it's just it goes back to like self control, self regulation, uh, reasons for knowing right from wrong. He just he wasn't given the fundamentals of being a decent human being, man. No, exactly. I'm not defending not. him in any way, but at the same time, it's. The human mind, the brain is just so malleable that even neglect can can manipulate the brain into being this disastrous 
weapon that, that that is so self-destructive rather than a that a tool that can help you well i mean it's like we say a lot i mean it's it, when you talk about people like dot or Dahmer or gacy or any of these really well-known serial killers it's honestly really difficult to not feel some type of sympathy for them when they're younger because they're given a shitty hand nine times out of ten and I mean, but as they grow up, that sympathy starts to fade away because they end up being a huge pile of fucking, right. you know, dog shit. Ideally, if you're going to have young kids like him doing these things, he, he knew how to keep it a secret. He knew how to manipulate kids in a way that parents wouldn't find out immediately. Or like you said, or like, you know, his journals say, he found a way to where he can't get in that much trouble if he's not force, forcefully doing anything. Yeah, it's 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 just grit your teeth, man, because it really only gets worse from here. So this is this is the time when he starts to get very, very organized and he decides he wants to log literally everything he does immediately after he does it. So he says all actions from now on will be logged immediately following each circumstance. And these logs slash stories he says we'll refer to the proper photo album and page number as they exist for those stories. So he's taking pictures of children in the park. Well, he's taking pictures it, of children when he sees them. And also, I mean, you admit like he 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 time flagged that note. All his actions from now on, like he 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 tagged. That oh yeah, I forgot to read. I was eleven forty-five in the morning. Yeah, yeah I forgot. He wrote, to read that he wrote what time he determined all actions from now on will be logged immediately. So 11.45, first entry of logging. It's crazy. But you also have to think, too, this is an iPhone camera in your pocket age. This is like he had to buy – I don't even think they had digital cameras in 1989, did they? Not to the public, at least. No, they did. They had, like, Pantax. It wasn't really digital. It was, like, film cameras. Nothing was digital. He he probably had a – it says he had Polaroids. So, like, the Polaroids were very popular. Well, he wants to get a Polaroid. Yeah. So, okay, so he wanted a Polaroid. He probably had like a Pantax or like a, a sorry, Pentax, P-E-N, a Pentax, uh, yeah. which is, you know, it's a, a single lens, like, I mean, they're nice cameras. It's like a little tiny film camera. I used yeah. To, yeah, I used to take pictures with one and, and, I mean, yeah, you just, I mean, I did a lot of black and film stuff or black and white film stuff. Not of children, definitely. No children. Um, so yeah, I, I, I never really took pictures of people. I always thought that was kind of weird. I like landscapes and shit. It is, it does feel awkward. But, uh, yeah, it's, they definitely had cameras back then. Yeah. So his plans for the day, and I'm going to read them as he wrote it. So you guys can really get into the mind of this fucking dude. So it starts at 1150 AM. We'll get a cup of coffee and head out for a few hours. 1205 PM begin hunt intend to have fun today or tomorrow at latest since tomorrow, a school, a school closed holiday, labor day, 2 PM returned home for food slash drink time for reflections on the hunt. Two boys approximately 9 and 10 slash 11. Oldest, big for his age, would have taken younger, smaller, if alone, for R&M. Two girls, 7 and 12, would have R&M, younger, if alone. Four boys, three were 7 or 8, and one about 12. If older was not there, I could have separated the younger three, doing M to first two, then R&M to the last, best looking of three. They were looking for a place to go to bathroom and kept saying, just go for it here. I watched. They finally realized there was a restroom in park. R&M or at best R&M. I don't know why I fucking wrote it all stupid like that. 12.15 p.m. lunch, tea to go. We'll, We'll be back on hunt by 2.25 Four o'clock p.m. Back what? Home what? Like what? Fifteen, sixteen-year-old boy is thinking about murder, but also having tea to go, dude. What the fuck? He's moving and shaking, dude. Tea, tea to go. Like, is he hunting on rodeo? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't. I, this kid. It, it just doesn't. Save that rage, dude, because you're gonna run out. I know, but he's hunting boys while drinking tea with his pinky in the air. Like, I don't get it. He's a fucking asshole. He's a fucking asshole. Okay. The only thing I can sum it up to be. So, <clears throat> there were four boys and two girls, but with two adult females. Three boys, three boys were good, fourth a ways away, but possible. One girl possible. If only I could get one to three boys alone. 
one up to 10 years, two up to eight or nine years. 4.12 p.m., better equipped, added long shoestring and large ace bandage to the knife I've been carrying. Knife will be held by the ace bandage to ride better. Ace or string also used for tying up or to use for choking instead of relying on kid's shirt to choke. So he's got fucking plans. Dude. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely calculated and thought this out. He's a sick fucking... Oh, God, I hate this fucking dude. Ace or... or oh, sorry, I missed my line here. So, may not have a shirt and I may not want to use knife, especially since knife would be best cleaned on their shirts. Which, I mean, I guess is theatrical as fuck for some fucking... I don't know why he wants to do it that way. Choking may be best. Back to hunt by 4.30 p.m. last of day. 5.30 p.m. gave up and went to look around Fred Meyer, large department store. So Fred Meyer is kind of like uh, like Walmart. Like a JCPenney type of thing, probably. No, no. Well, they have them in the Northwest. Again, Washington State. So it's, it's kind of like... Uh, like in Arizona, it's like Walmart, but like in Arizona, like how we have fucking Safeway. Not Safeway. What's the other one? Fries. Fries. Yeah, like you know, yeah. like a department store. Like Fred Meyer's has like, it's like Walmart. They have they have groceries. They also sell clothing, and other they shit. Have barbecue stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a six to seven year old boy there with some cute little shorts and no shirt. I had an urge to pull his shorts down right there. I went back to the park. 6 p.m. started walking away from car. After 50 yards, three boys, all about seven years old, passed me on bikes. I went back to my car for my knife. I intended to separate them, do two M's, and then an R and M, but they rode off again. I wonder if they'd stopped if I hadn't gone back for my knife. We'll try again tomorrow, noon to 3 or 3.30. Seems best hunting especially 12.30 to 2 o'clock for a Sunday. And it's so fucking scary that he's actively hunting children. He's carrying a weapon and stalking children, waiting for his right moment to attack. He literally called it a hunt. Yeah. And he's just talking about murdering all against nothing. Like, oh, I'd kill two of them. I'd kill three. I'd kill one of them. Well, he wasn't cute enough, so I wouldn't kill him. It's just like fucking... He even goes to logistics of, like, he needs to take him to a different site. And it just shows, like, how fucking selfish and what a piece of fucking shit this guy is. It is. But I think we should stop right there on this episode. Oh, yes, we are. We are at 57 minutes, so we are going to stop here. On the next episode, we are going to get into his murders. We're going to get into him being caught. Uh, I think we might just cover the murders and then do the trial or the, the, the trial and everything on the third. I'm not, <clears throat> not entirely sure yet. We'll, we'll see when we get there, but we are going to stop for now. Uh, I hope we didn't make you guys too sick to your stomach. Honestly, I feel like I need to take a shower. If we did make you I sick, just, you're probably a good human being and, and, you know, bless you. Yes. If you had an erection at all during this entire episode, please go seek some type yeah, of Yeah, we don't want you listening to our show. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking There's something weirdo. wrong with you. Yeah, dude. Go get help. <laughs> yeah, just go talk to somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, message us. Tell us what you're thinking this way. Because I can't preach that I care about childhood development and then blow you off. So, if you... And, but I am going to report you for sure. Well, there's a good chance if it's bad enough, I'm going to have to share my findings. But... If you need an outlet, maybe I can give you some advice on not how to be a piece of shit human being, and we can go from there. But don't get mad if I report you to the authorities, man, because I, I. But in all seriousness, I mean, all jokes aside, we've never—I don't think we've ever actually like said this on the show. But if you, hold on, my fucking AirPods just died. I gotta switch to this one. You there? Yeah. We've never said what. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you honestly, we've never said this, but honestly, if you have any type of like dark thoughts or anything, you know, everybody has weird dark thoughts. But if you have anything that's like you're thinking about doing something and you're making plans of doing something like just go fucking talk to somebody like forget the stigma. Like if this dude could have talked to somebody, he might have gotten help and three little boys might not be dead. That's you know, very true. So just like if you're having thoughts like that. I mean, go fucking, go talk to somebody, dude. I mean, reach out to us. We'll talk to you. I mean, we're not professionals, but we'll talk you through it and try to direct you and, you know, point you in the right direction, so. Yeah. Or just Google a counselor, man. You don't even got to tell them what fucked up thoughts you're having. Just go talk to a counselor. You can do it from your fucking living room. And they could probably, you know, let you know uh, where to go from there. And, you know, just try. I'm not, sometimes a chemical imbalance in the brain 
is hard to battle, and oftentimes people lose that battle. But you yep. got to try. You got to try to keep yourself from being shitty to other human beings. And if 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 you go out during that process, you went out trying to better yourself, man. So just full disclosure, I if was, you want to do better, you might start doing better. Do it. Full disclosure, I was depressed for a while. I've had some mental mental issues and shit. I've spent time in a hospital before. It's just there's a stigma to it, but man, when you need the help, you got to get it cuz you're you can't. You more than likely you're not going to do it by yourself. Oh, absolutely so, not. You, need, you don't. You need other people's experiences to help you through that. I think. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's having any kind of thoughts, you could definitely reach out to me. I'll talk about my experience. I'm not embarrassed about it, and we can, you know, we'll chop it up and go from there. But and, you know, and you can do that on Instagram. Chop you can it follow up, me on Instagram. Terrible choice. Of word. The, he doesn't chop any of the kit. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, that fuck. God damn it. <laughs> All right, everybody's already shut it off because we told them it was the end of the episode, so let's close this shit up. Oh, I'm going to go throw up real quick. Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram at the Dad Show. Follow Johnny at Johnny Two Jokes. Follow the show at the Chillin' Tree Podcast. Thank you for listening. Leave us a review on iTunes, and we will be back next week with part two of Wesley Allen Dodd. Later. Later.